Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 295 of the Spoiler ah. Alert podcast. We're coming up on a milestone here. 295! Brought, brought to you by MovieOutsiders.com. Ah. This is Mike, I'm here with Danny, and tonight we are reviewing the new-to-streaming Disney Plus $30 a pop live-action remake of Disney's classic princess tale, Mulan. Danny, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. You can tell I'm pretty excited about 295. The word classic bandied about right there. Oh, you, you wouldn't call 1998, it 1998, classic. I, I'd ah. call it a classic. I don't know. There was a direct-to-video sequel. There was Milan 2, I guess. My daughter's a fan of the direct-to-video sequel. Oh, oh of both. Okay. Of both. Um, yep. And I guess a car is considered a classic when it's 20 years old. So if we're on 22 oh. the movie, I'd, I'd lump it in there. I so don't you think, put Tarzan I don't think that was is also a classic. Yeah, well, I mean, I and think it also had to have been Phil Collins' good. score is right. also a classic right. Disney score at this point. Sure, okay. <laughs> Were you a Tarzan guy? Uh, no, I wasn't. How, how about a Hunchback of Notre Dame fan? Uh, I liked that more than Tarzan. Uh, uh, that's, a, that's a tough sit. Okay. All I right. mean, Kevin Klein and Demi Moore... I, I'm sorry, that's a tough one. Jason and, Alexander as like a gargoyle. And so the original animated Oof. Mulan was right around that time period. 1998. Yeah, yep, yeah. 98. Okay. Yeah. Well, so they've gone and done it again. This is a uh, a film adapted from an eons old, you know, folktale sort mm-hmm. of. It was, uh, they didn't have to pay anybody for the intellectual content, right? For the intellectual property. They adapted Disney it. Disney did that now, a lot throughout over yep. the years, right? Now yeah. they're able to adapt their own adaptation and don't have to pay anybody for this. It's money on top of money. Live action of the animation. <laughs> so your daughter likes both. Do you like the 1998 original? I do, though I'm going to be really honest. I have not watched it a lot of times. Like it, I've oh, seen okay. it repeated in that it will have been on in the room when... Claire was watching it at, at a certain time. You've been in the room. It's been on in the room. It's been on in the room. I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember that from years ago. And I don't even think that I saw it in theaters when it originally came out. It was probably a few years after that that I even saw it. Sure. Uh, so my. You were reco- too busy seeing Tarzan <laughs> right. for like the it's, third yes. time. So my, my recollection of the original was a little fuzzy, of course. Being a Disney fan, some of the music has stuck with me over the years. You hear it in the parks, you hear it in, in yep. their shows and things like that. But, um, you know, it, I remembered the premise of the movie and just about that. You know, when I'm in the parks and I hear, like, she'll bring honor to us all, I got to be honest with it. I, I, I love that song. Oh, all right. And all right. Uh, I'll make a man out of you. Like, when those are playing and somewhere in the park, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Our girls are big fans of Mulan. I have never seen Mulan 2. I've never been in the room while it's been out in the room, so the I have no have idea. Seen it. It's rated G, so I'm just trusting at this point that Disney's okay. It could be a snuff film for all I know. <laughs> I mean, I really like as like a I feel like a latchkey kid parent or something. I'm like, Mulan 2, that's fine. Go ahead and watch it. Like I have no idea. Did you ever see it? Remember like eight millimeter with yeah. like Nick yes, Cage? Yes, That's yes. what could be happening That's exactly in Mulan it. too. Yes, right. I have no idea. I'm just trusting. <laughs> uh, well, not to get too ahead of ourselves in in discussing the remake, but because you brought up the music uh, and and your the songs that you're a fan of, 
this movie was had notably previewed the fact that it was not going to include uh, specific beloved characters from the original, right. nor was right. it going to be a musical. Right. Um, so a, a, a little bit of the lightness and the comic relief being removed from this retelling. Very different maybe from Beauty and the Beast, right? Disney's Beauty and the Beast live action was almost shot for shot. I mean, they added a right. whole song and added some things, but all the beloved songs were there. All the beloved characters were there. And with Mulan, they cut out Kriki, they cut out Mushu, and they cut out all the music. Right. This is really sort of an action film, like an epic war story starring the character Mulan. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fairly different. Now, I just did a plot recap inadvertently. You're the plot recap guy this week, so I hate to step on your toes. Let me turn to you to do yeah, a no, plot recap. N- no apology needed. I, mean, I think we, we've covered enough of this already, but as mentioned, it's a live-action remake of the late 90s classic and tells the classic. story of... <laughs> Ow. Well, Mulan... Milan is the daughter of a Chinese warrior who disguises herself as a man to fight for the imperial army at the behest of the emperor. She undertakes this dangerous journey because her father is ill and there are no sons in the lineage to fulfill the military obligation. This is likely for the better as Milan possesses an inordinate amount of chi, lots of chi, a vital form of life and energy that equips her to fight valiantly and hopefully save her homeland from northern invaders. And that is Mulan. That's Mulan, right? She's she's fighting the Huns coming over from the north and sexism yeah. within China itself. Right. Just, just right. like just like in the heat of the night opened the world's Ooh, eyes to, to racism. Back. Yeah, yeah. Mulan a- has has exposed sex. The first time problem. that we knew that Disney <laughs> was trying to tackle bigger issues. I got to be honest. So real quick, total aside, I was in Disney parks back in February and there's now like a game you can play at magic kingdom where you go and you get these special deck of cards and then all the shop windows and other certain areas around the parks, you can hold up a specific card and there's like a scanner that turns the window into a TV right. and you yeah. play a game. Like it's actually kind of cool. Hasn't it been but there for a while? For a while, but okay. it's sort of secret. Like you have to know to go get the cards or whatever. Right. Right. But each character has their own power and Snow White, we got her card and her her power is housework. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, like her, her power is like she cleans the house like spick and span, like better than anybody could. And even reading the card, you're like, whoa, guys. Uh, I'm mad about to tell you how to, how to run your game, but like, we might want to update these cards. It's like that scene in 30 Rock where Alec Baldwin is talking to Liz and they're reading through like the the, the audience cards and they're talking about how their they're show scores with fairies and coloreds and broads. And he's like, we got to update these cards. <laughs> it very much felt like that moment of like you introduced this game like a year ago and yet it's terribly it's like, sexist. It's like Song of the South themed cards in there. Yes, right, yeah. right, 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 right. And by the way, wouldn't Cinderella have been the natural housework character? You think? You think? You think? Yeah. yeah, now yeah. it's Snow White. Her housekeeping. <laughs> well, she had seven dwarves to keep up after, apparently. Yeah, I, anyway, I guess you're back right, right, right. To Milan, so, but back, back to Milan. Milan. I, before, so I want to know what you thought of it. But, but like, right out of the gate, I got to say, in researching after having watched it 
over the weekend. Just released uh, on Disney Plus on Friday. Watched it on Saturday. Reading through reviews, and then I'm talking like viewer reviews, not critical reviews. Oh, okay. These are like either one star or five star reviews. Like either oh, you sure. think this is the greatest movie ever made, maybe ever. Or it is such a disservice to the animated Mulan that it anybody who is affiliated with it deserves to die. Like that, that, that you're either on one end of this spectrum in what I I've feel reviewed. like. Yeah, I feel like that's a great insight into the Disney fan in general. It's the same with like the people who are absolutely gobsmacked that they're going to change Splash Mountain. Right. Like, yes, how right. dare you remove a ride that's themed to Song of the South and put it for Princess and the Bride or Princess and the Frog? And it's like, uh, well, that's a much more current, non-racist, horrible film. And they're like, but it's it's Splash Mountain. It's sacrosanct. So I really do feel like there's that. Agreed. You're never going to please anybody. Disney knows you're never going to please gonna, everybody. You're going to upgrade Haunted Mansion and people are going to flip out. Like, no, oh my you gosh. can't. If they, talk, if they touch Haunted Mansion, we're like, you better it's like get in the bunker. Because right. it's going to be like, we'll just wait till it all blows over before you go back. But what did you think of it? You know, ultimately, I think this film, uh, the new live action Mulan, I thought it was beautiful. Richly shot. The cinematography was very good. I thought some of the action was interesting and fairly exciting. Um, but it really felt like kind of rote to me. It sort of felt like, I don't say paint by numbers, but it was the uh, the 98 classic, but without any of the music and without a lot of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of a little less than the 98 film for me. Got How it. about for you? Yeah, I'd, I'd say almost exactly the same thing. In fact, I wrote down paint by numbers. I, I do think that that's an apt way to describe it. I think that if you went into the movie either not having seen the original or just with an open mind to not even try to compare it to the original, it's going to fare better for you as a viewer than yeah. somebody who saw and really enjoyed the original. It, it it really does sort of need to be appreciated on its own merits. I think it was stylish, very colorful, kind of reminded me of the last emperor, beautiful in, in many Lovely. areas. Yeah. I think the acting is serviceable. I I mean the the fine. lead has gotten a lot of positive thumbs up. I thought she was fine. She was um, fine. She, she was fine. And I and I couldn't help but wondering it, 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 as pretty as it looked on my television would I maybe have appreciated it more in a cinema? Would those battle scenes have been more exciting? Would the surround sound have captivated me a little bit more? Seeing it in IMAX might have been really gorgeous. Well, that's a big question, and certainly it's a big question for Disney. I mean, this is a movie that was rescheduled multiple times, you know, because of COVID, not only here in the United States, but around the world. And this decision to release it, on what they call premier access on Disney plus, right? You have to have Disney plus and pay the $30 to see Mulan, which I think is interesting the way they phrase that, by the way, it's not that we rented or bought Mulan. We now have premier access, which only includes Mulan, (laughs) which sounds cool. But the next movie that comes out, guess what? It doesn't do anything. You got to like re up like, right. Like, I don't know why they didn't just say you're buying buying Mulan. Right. Right. Because they also announced it's going to be out on Disney Plus in December. So people who are kind of on the fence, should I buy it? Should I rent it? Well, in 90 days, you'll be able to watch it with your Disney Plus right. subscription. Um, that seems 
fine. Right. Yeah, like I right. like I don't I don't think you need to pay any extra. So but I do think that's really interesting because just like with Onward, which was released in late February, right at the beginning of the COVID outbreak, Disney now has two big movies that I'm sure they were expecting to really yield big dividends for them from box office, from digital, from merchandise, from everything that would kind of got cut off at the knees here. And this is one of those films where they're really out on a limb trying something different. And as I was watching it, I too was thinking, would I have paid to go see this? And would I have enjoyed it more in a theater? And I don't think I would have enjoyed it that much more. Okay. I mean, it's beautiful, but I got a fine TV. Like it was, it was all right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, of course, you mentioned no musical numbers in this one. Yeah. The score uh, does uh, evoke, you know, some of the same orchestral themes from the original. Some of the songs sure. make make a repeat appearance instrumentally embedded within the score. And I did think that the music was was pretty and interesting. Uh, it, it reminded me of strolling through World Showcase at right. Disney World and certainly made me long for those days as well. Um, I, I thought that that was a positive about it. I also liked that they made the decision to, you know, kind of take out comic relief and, and certainly take out the lighter moments via song. I was a little annoyed in one of the early battle scenes in the film, like there's arrow fights going on and the arrows aren't hitting anybody, right? The people are evading the arrows, they're catching the arrows, they're shooting the arrows into walls. Everybody can catch an arrow. Everybody can catch an arrow. You just catch it. It gets violent later, though. I mean, this is a true PG-13 movie after that initial scene. I I like that, you know, if they're going to make this decision to make it an action movie, to make it a martial arts movie, then let's really make it one. And I think that it did become one as it went on. I, I, I thought that that was a good decision. That is interesting. You know, I, I, I guess I thought you know, they took out Eddie Murphy and Mushu. They sort of took out Cricky and sort of the lighter, more comic moments. But when you strip back the 98 original and you take out that stuff, you know, you're left with, I mean, I guess that's the frame of the story, like a very sexist story, right? Like this is a, a young woman whose father was already a veteran. Um, all the men in the village are called up. He doesn't have a son, so he has to go, and she takes his place. And so if you – like that all stayed – and I guess it still works because that's the story. But without some of the funny stuff, it really felt like a little bit less than. Yeah. And then the live-action remake makes the, I guess, interesting choice to include magic elsewhere. Like there's a a character that's basically a witch that is not in the original. So you're kind of stripping back the, you know, Mushu the dragon. You're stripping back the the funny little lucky cricket. Okay, so this is all going to be more like true to life. And then you insert a witch character. So it felt like – And a phoenix. Like we we didn't really lose much. We just lost kind of the pieces that a lot of people like. Like we just – just felt like a weird choice like to either go we're gonna like full-on realism this thing or we're gonna kind of hew close to the animated film that that disney created and it i know they're trying to hew closer to like the actual myth or legend of mulan but it just felt like a weird choice 
Yeah. What did you think of that? Yeah, I agree. I, I, I looked up because, you know, there were sequences that I thought looked a little too CGI to me in a movie that was supposed to be more realistic and compared it to the martial arts sequences in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yes. A movie mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed. And so the word is, I'm going to try and pronounce it correctly. I even looked that up. I fact checked myself. What? Sciencia. It's spelled X-I-A-N-X-I-A. That is like the, the, the genre or style of martial arts uh, that that those sequences ba- from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and and In Move On here are ultimately based on, and they do look kind of fake, right? The, the ninjas that can yes. like kind of dance over rooftops and jump rooftops, you know, many feet away to sort of glide across the sky. So, so you're right; it, it doesn't have, it, it isn't full on realistic. And and in fact, when you strip away those things from the original, it, it feels sort of watered down. I think that the screenplay was overall kind of bland. It didn't even seem to justify a two-hour-long runtime. And they, like you said, it's, it's, it's inherently sexist. So why is she fighting for the country? Like, there's no exposition there. Why, why does she find it such an honor when she is a disgrace to the people that she's fighting for? Like, I, I, that's confusing to me just in general, this, this legend. I think that's a cultural... Like, you're not going to be able to unpack all that here. I mean, that's the same in the the animated. And I know because I watched the animated film today just to be uh, sure. Yeah. And it's the same, right? Like, the, the emperor says, hey, we need – the emperor says in the animated one, he says, a single grain of rice can tip the scales. So we need everybody to pitch in here. Every family gives a man to the army. Her family only has one man, and it's her dad. And in this telling, he's pretty limited. I mean, given his uh, disability and some of the the injuries he's already earned through prior uh, service to the country. But it would be his turn to go and he would just go and not come back. And so she she jumps in to, to save the day. Right. So, I mean, ultimately, I thought the movie was lovely. I thought the acting was fine. Uh, the cinematography is great. The story is about what you'd expect. The villain is very bland. I mean, worse than the animated one. Because I think the, the animated wor- one, I think the worst Disney villain overall. Like it just, just a non-factor. Yeah, in, in the animated one, it's like one bad guy who has a falcon, and now here they split him and split the falcon into a witch. Right. The witch is kind of interesting. The bad guy isn't. So when he gets half the screen time. Like, I don't even know his name. Yeah. I mean, that's not good when you don't even know a Disney villain's <laughs> name. I don't know. Some guy? <laughs> guy with, with the forehead scars? Like uh, Lots of scars. Yeah, yeah, he looked terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but it's worth seeing. I think, you know, it's worth seeing when it's on Disney Plus for free or for your subscription. And I thought while well, it was PG-13, I, I don't disagree, but I just thought, there was violence, but it was like Pirates of the Caribbean level violence, like mm. swashbuckling violence. It was – if they've seen the animated, they already know what's going on. Like the animated has battlefields strewn with bodies. I mean it's like a it's like a nightmare scape in animated form. So if they can handle that, 
to see a couple of guys like pretend to get stabbed and fall over, <laughs> they're probably fine. I, I like, so I actually I, thought, I just but, love that you used swashbuckling and nightmare escape. I, <laughs> this, is, this is one of your best oratories. Those are the levels. Ever. Those are the levels of violence. The animated one goes to nightmare escape. This is swashbuckling at worst. <laughs> yeah, I guess. What's up with Mulan not looking like a man at all? I, I'm at all. so confused. Like, that's something you can kind of get away with in an animated movie. Like, you can right, just draw right. her differently. I mean, th- there's nothing about her that looks anything other than feminine. I, I, I don't get how dumb the guys are she's fighting alongside to not figure this out. Yeah, that's the o- almost the only what's up with this movie. It really is, how did they not know that... She's a woman. I mean, in the animated, she has her own tent. Like, so she's sort of separate. They're all in their own. This one, they're like sleeping in a bed together. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and give the benefit of the doubt that at some point you realize that's a lady laying <laughs> like, next why, to you. Why does she keep doing her nails and have that feminine voice? I mean, her voice doesn't change that much. No, it's just not. She doesn't. I mean, in the anime, when she cuts her hair, this one, she doesn't. She just puts it in a bun. I mean, it's kind of the only what's up with. Like, what? Yeah. How do you not? How do you not recognize that that's a woman? I, I I had just a couple of others. Like, what's up? What's up with the training montage towards the end? Like, like the commander of this imperial force has them like working their asses off, like Jack. with the impending battle. This would be like the Golden State Warriors running like three a day practices, like the day of Game Seven of the NBA yes. Finals. Like, yeah. like I think right now the best thing for everybody involved would be like a little nap. Like everybody, just go get a little rest. Maybe some protein food, bar. Some water. Yes, yeah. Right. We don't, Hydrate. We don't need right. to be doing wind sprints right up until the invading army arrives. Right, right. And and then I guess what's up with Mulan's chi? Because like there's there's training scenes and battle scenes where she's clearly exerting herself and and whatever. And then one day she can just walk up the mountain with the buckets of water, passing everybody along the way without breaking a sweat. I Like, is this just something that she can turn on or off at a given moment? Or was it she was she had just had enough and so it swells up within her and she has this amazing energy? It just, I couldn't buy it. That is interesting. And that is different. In the animated 98 film, her she was always portrayed as sort of clumsy early on, different, rebellious, but clumsy. And it sort of learns to be a warrior, to, to be a man. And in this uh, live action film, it's much more, she has chi, she's already very capable, she's special, but because of the sexism inherent in the system, it's like suppressed Mm. like her father and everybody was sort of like, put that away. Don't, we don't talk about that or do anything with it. And then during these training montages, it's like, it finally can kind of blossom on its own. Okay. And sort of, she can just be herself and fully commit to the skills she already has. So it is sort of different. All right. All right. Got it. I will say what's up with the witch, because this movie has this character, as I mentioned, 
that's not in the 98 uh, animated film that is a witch that can turn into a bird or like a billion birds. And she's evil and she's mad that she's not like the king villain. Like she wants to be the chief villain, but then she sort of accepts that she works for the villain. And then she doesn't like that. And by the end, she actually takes, she spoiler alert, she kills herself to save Mulan. It's like, now wait a minute. Like, it's just a, sort of a muddled, like, girl power. Like, we're, like I didn't quite get, like, is this character a bad character, a good character? Or because she's a woman, she's both, and she decides to, like... It just was, like, whatever the script needed, we just needed something here. So let's transition. I'm, I'm actually glad that you said it because I had it in my notes and didn't want to ask it for fear of sounding like I didn't understand the movie. I'm Our glad listeners you- know you don't understand <laughs> and that you're a sexist pig. Like, they, they get that. It's episode 295, dude. Don't worry about it. They, they've gotten to know 294 the episodes. They get it. Trust All right. me. Fair, fair enough. Well, I mean, I guess regardless of what we thought about it, we need to rewatch it over and over and over again to get our money's worth. Like, the kids aren't going to get another <laughs> movie for three months. Right, right, right. Watch Mulan again. I paid 30 bucks. This is it for the next three months. Mike, are you ready for five questions? <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Question number one. I mean, this listener just said right up front, do you, which do you prefer, this or the animated 1998 version? Admittedly, I, remember, I, I don't totally recall, but I would have to say my recollection and just the fact that it included musical numbers that I, I still like as well, the original. Okay. Question two. Which Christina Aguilera song do you prefer, Reflections or Loyal, Brave, and True? I really like the song Reflections, and I, I would pick that one of the two on the soundtrack. Which version of Reflections? Reflections from 1998, the new 2020 version with Christina Aguilera, or the new 2020 version sung in Mandarin? I'm going to go with the 98 version. Though I love Christina Aguilera. Always been a fan. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. Question number three. This person says, what's up with the witch? What purpose did she serve? Why is this better with her? And why not her but not Mushu. I mean, right, this right. is sort of like we're splitting hairs here. Right. I mean, and I, think, that. I think that we've covered this one already. Like, I, I was utterly confused when it was her that had sacrificed herself to save Mulan. Also, I figured Mulan had enough chi to have, like, stopped the arrow that was coming at her anyway. Everyone can catch an arrow. She's right. just going to catch right. caught it. Yeah. The, the witch... And I think in my research after this, I must have read at least a dozen times how this witch character was such a fantastic addition. Maybe the only thing that redeems this movie. And that's why I didn't want to even talk about it because I'm like, clearly I'm missing something here. Like this wasn't Meryl Streep playing the witch. Like, I don't, I don't know no. what, what was so great about her. I cannot answer any of those questions positively. Okay. Uh, question four. This person said, this movie is very, very China centric. <laughs> Too soon. Oh, shit. And then they had it as a follow-up, will apostrophe America accept this film? Oh, boy. I mean, in, in our current situation, in light of the, the Wuhan flu, is this a story that people will get behind? Would you believe that that didn't even cross my mind watching it or leading up to it? You're very woke. No. I, honest to God, now that you say it, think... That could be problematic for it. Though, I guess at 30 bucks a pop with the number of Disney Plus 
subscribers out there. It is a, such a small fraction of Disney Plus subscribers who would need to purchase the premiere, whatever you want to call it, package Premier that access, consists yep. only of Mulan uh, in order for them to recoup their budget for the film. So there like, are hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's, it was a like a two hundred million budget dollar budget. Yeah. yeah, but it is less than one percent of Disney Plus subscribers that would need to plunk down the thirty bucks for it in order for it to recoup that. This did not look like two hundred million dollars, in my opinion. I mean, well, like, I mean, did you, you know an actor in it? Like, like, like you look at like Avengers Endgame, and you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Two hundred million dollars between the cast and the special effects, and it's like three hours long. Okay, this was kind of almost two hours, and the cast was fine. Not and tons of extras needed. Not a lot. Yeah. yeah. Where did two hundred million dollars? No go? big movie stars. Question five, uh, this listener says, did this deserve to be rated PG-13? The original was rated G. Like, what is is in this that's not in the original that, like, it went from G not just to PG to PG-13? Keep in mind that G-rated film had a nightmare scape of dead bodies. (laughs) And this was more swashbuckling this violence. This more swashbuckling yeah. violence. <laughs> I mean, I thought, yeah, maybe, though I was watching it sitting next to my eight-year-old son and not feeling concerned about what he was seeing. I mean, it's it's certainly no different than what you see in a lot of video games, right? Um, it, I guess I do wonder, what, There obviously there's no language in the movie, but does live action over animated violence carry with it that that extra need for caution i I don't know it it just looks more real to a young child fair enough and the last question this is a bonus question this listener just said are there any other animated films that you feel deserve a live action or any other disney live action films that you feel deserve an animated remake let's get an animated haunted mansion because that eddie murphy one That is a brutal, but I will tell you that there is this week, there was an announcement. There is going to be a new Haunted Mansion film. Uh, so there is live a, new action live, or a new live action Haunted Mansion film coming. And it's a shot for shot remake of the Eddie Murphy one? No, no. It's okay, just a right. new right. new concept derived from the ride. So I can't think of any animated ones that I would be... Particularly, I guess the next one I would put on the list is Princess and the Frog because I really do love that music. But that's the only one that I could really come up with. But you'd want it live action and you'd want it to be musical. Yes, I would want it to be musical okay. for sure. I think, again, you take the music out of that and it's just down to a point where it's like, what, what yeah. do we got going for us now? <laughs> yeah. Not a lot going on. Yeah. Well, that All right. was it. Well, great. So- Thank you, listeners. Yes, good. That's five questions. Thanks, buddy. And uh, yeah, I I thought this movie was fine. I was interested. I thought it looked great. And if you've seen the original, you know exactly shot for shot what's going to happen just without the songs, which are pretty catchy. So I did miss them. And I liked Eddie Murphy as Mushu. Yeah, I missed him. All right. Seeing it once was enough. (laughs) The 30 bucks stung a little bit after it was over. Like, Probably the kind of thing that as a big Disney fan, you just would have done anyway, you know, regardless of what the reviews had been. And and there was a, a level of anticipation for this for so long that right. really tough to live up to that. Um, but it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. 
Well, what do we got coming up next? Well, coming up next, we actually have a surprise addition to the uh, the set list for us. We've got Christopher Nolan's Tenet, which has just hit theaters in the United States, and we both saw. So we'll get to talk about that next. Thanks for listening to the Spoiler Alert podcast. Please visit us online at movieoutsiders.com, where you can see what films we'll be discussing next, comment on our recent episodes, suggest movies to review or topics to discuss, or submit questions for the five questions segment of the podcast. Stop by and visit our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash movieoutsiders, and be sure to follow us on Twitter at movieoutsiders. If you're a fan of the show, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever podcast subscription service you use. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but until then, enjoy the movies.